What's going on, party people, and welcome to episode 14 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we pick something new to talk about, whether it be a comic book, movie, TV show, anime, manga, something else, who knows. We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do. We come back here, and we talk about it. Uh, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. How are you, Melissa? Hello. I'm doing great, Kyle. How are you this morning? Very good. Good. I am actually double fisting it today. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have my superhero. I have a Spider-Man <laughs> cup in one hand, and then a Justice League c- c- cup in the other. Um, uh huh. I got chocolate milk. That's what Spider-Man is full of right now. And, like, two minutes before the, the show, I was like, man, I really like this chocolate milk. But it is not good for, like, keeping your mouth, like, lubricated yes. or yes. anything to, like, speak. Because <laughs> milk will have that, like, filmy stuff. Like, it, it covers yeah. your whole mouth. So I was like, I need some water. <sighs> so I, I, I had to go get water. So if you see me sipping on both of them, then it's like, I, re- I, I really want chocolate milk. But I also need something to wash it down. Yeah, I understand. So that is where my morning is at today. Yeah. I went and I treated myself to a mocha frappuccino at Breadco, which is Panera bread in all other parts of the country. But it originated here in St. Louis. So here it's just St. Louis Bread Company. Interesting. And I treated, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd treat myself. I got one little frappuccinos, and then when I rung out, the woman at the counter said, "Oh, there's a reward on your card. You have a free sandwich that expires in two days." I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I like went out. It was like I'm gonna. You've have been a treat saving the sandwich the whole time, and it's about to expire. <laughs> I didn't know I had it. Like I wouldn't have known if I hadn't had, you know, decided to have basically a milkshake for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be real hot here t- today, so I'm not looking forward to that. But um, mm-hmm. speaking about food and washing yes. things d- 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 down, <laughs> we are going to be talking about a very interesting manga today. Um, let me open up it on Comixology here so I can get all of the info on who it's by and stuff like that. Um, cause I am not prepared. So we are reading a manga <laughs> called Chowdown Champs. And wow. <laughs> this was an interesting manga. Um, <laughs> this really was. I'm so glad we read this one. So it, I, I, I found it on Comixology Unlimited, just kind of scrolling through what they had, and it immediately caught my eye. And I was like, what in the world is that? And I looked at it, and it's a sports manga. And I, I've been wanting for a long time to get into, like, the sports, anime, sports manga, mm-hmm. just to kind of see what's out there, because I don't know much. I've seen Initial D, and that's about it. And I really love that one. Um, which is surprising because it's about <laughs> cars, and I know nothing about cars. It also has terrible animation, <laughs> but it is so good. It is surprisingly good. Um, but yeah, so I I found Chowdown Champs in Comixology Unlimited, and I was like, oh, just by the name alone, that sounds amazing. Uh, so it's it's a manga, I guess, written and drawn by uh, Shigeru uh, Sushiyama. I believe that is how you 
pronounce his name, and we read the first four volumes. Um, you were the one that picked this of the three options we had last mm-hmm. week. So, Melissa, what did you think of this? This was really fun. <laughs> I liked how it never it never got really intense. There wasn't a lot of drama, but there was exactly the type of drama at the amount that you do want out of a story like this. Just like big and boastful and, you know, vigilance for the team. Like everybody's yelling a lot and it's it was really fun. It, it this was ridiculous. <laughs> I I think Let's put it this way. I thought the manga was terrible, but it was so much fun and it was so ridiculous that I loved it. I was like, this is written so poorly. The (laughs) the characters are all just cardboard stereotypes. Yes. Yes. But the whole premise of this thing is so ridiculous and how serious Mm -hmm. they take it in the thing is, it's, it's so funny. Yeah, and like after reading four volumes, I still don't know if this was a joke or if yeah. this was like completely a hundred percent sincere. I mean, I I feel like it's kind of a joke. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's it's so weird. So, chat on champs. For those of you that have not read it, we will give you a short synopsis mm-hmm. of what is happening in this book. Uh, it takes place in Japan, and uh, if you did not know, Japan has a, a culture in high school that you really should be a part of some kind of extracurricular mm-hmm. school club, uh, because that makes you look good for companies, and Japan is all about that career person, work life, nothing mm-hmm. else, you know, you, you, you work for the g- good of the c- company, and if you're not, you're, you know, you're not worth much. Um, and so this idea of, like, well, if I can show that I'm a good person, and I, like, want to achieve things, and I have g- goals, and I want to do more than is required, you know, then that'll look good for a company that will pay me well, so I can take care of my family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and so there's there's all sorts of d- different clubs you can find. Uh, but this school, and apparently a whole bunch of other schools, uh, have a competitive eating club. And that is amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's... Uh, maybe you guys have seen the, like, hot dog e- eating mm-hmm. contest that they used to do on, like, Spike tv or whatever it was on (laughs) this is kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. where they yeah yeah they they there's different style matches but it's like they get half an hour and they have to eat as many bowls of some kind of food uh as they can Mm -hmm. or it's a relay match so each team member gets 20 minutes to eat as many as they can or first one to finish mm-hmm. uh yeah. like 15 of them you know it's 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 so ridiculous <laughs> and the author i think really did the research to go into this like they go a little bit into like the sort of physicality and the actual techniques of how you do it and a lot of it like so ridiculous 
Yeah, and, like, I don't know better, but a lot of it made sense. Like, yeah, I completely believe that is real science that you went out there and you researched. Like, there's the obese guy who shows up, and they're like, no, he won't be able to eat that much because all the fat around his stomach keeps it's his constricting stomach from his stretching stomach. that much. Yeah. I'm like, I've never thought about that before, but that seems real. <laughs> it's it's not so outlandish that yeah. I'm like, Psh, time travel? That would never happen, <laughs> you know? But it's 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 the thing like yeah if you because it's I've always heard like the faster you eat the more you can fit in your stomach and the more you can kind of like trick your body into like hey I'm not full yet because you're yeah. eating so fast that it can't keep up and mm-hmm. they're like well yeah kind of but you'll tire out real fast so if you go mm-hmm. slow and you just kind of eat it and just pack it in constantly yeah. you, you know but yeah it's 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 so ridiculous because <laughs> they i mean yeah it's it's not it's not just that one school though yeah um it 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 seems to be a big thing and the the way they talk about it yeah, like, this is, like, a big deal club. This is, like, mm-hmm. their basketball t- t- team. Yeah. Um, which I think they also have a, b- 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 a basketball team. But it's, yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, the, the, the competitive eating scene is, like, the country's premier sport. Yeah. <laughs> all these high schools they have real sports they've got oh baseball or volleyball or something and they have cultural clubs like there's the tea ceremony club and there's the rakugo club yeah and then there's the competitive eating club and at this particular high school they're treated kind of like misfits not because competitive eating what a crazy thing to spend your time on just like oh we don't know if you're good enough at competitive eating to keep existing as a club at this school <laughs> like everybody is on the same page of yeah competitive eating completely legitimate for high school kids to get involved with yeah yeah so it, it it's that's kind of the setup that there is this competitive eating scene in the country mm-hmm. and it's kind of a big deal um and at this particular high school that uh this takes place at they bring in a new coach um who has kind of a shady past yeah um but he he used to be a competitive eater too and he they kind of bring him on to kind of i i guess get that school back in the limelight they Mm -hmm. used to be fairly good at competitive eating now maybe not so much um it sounds like they kind of had some problems in the past uh but now they are hoping to get back on track it was kind of the principle that it was launching all of this stuff the principle Um, is my favorite character yeah um (laughs) so that's kind of the premise of mm-hmm. what's happening in, in in this book, I think we are about to dive into spoiler territory and start unpacking it. Um, so, if you guys have not read this book, uh, I think there are at least six volumes on oh. Comicsology Unlimited. Uh, we only read the first four, uh, but that is not the end of the story. Uh, so, go read that, and then come back and hang out with us. Um, 
Also, though, if you did not know, this is a live show. So you can be joining mm-hmm. us live uh, and talking with us in the chat, telling us your thoughts of what you thought of Chowdown Champs. Uh, whether you thought it was j- just as bad yet as completely ridiculous as we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you guys want to catch the live show, uh, you can go to thewhatnots.com slash live streams. Uh, and I have it working now. So you, you don't even have to go off of our website to catch all of our live streams. I have the, our, our Twitch page embedded right there with our schedule and stuff like that. It's cool. It's cool. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so c- come stop by every Sunday at noon Eastern time. We will be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, spoilers. Spoiler warning done. Let's dive in. Yes. So we mentioned the principal. She's kind of the one that gets this thing started. Let's start talking about her. I just loved her design. I love that she's just this big, soft, jolly-looking, like, 50-year-old woman. And out of a story like this, I might have expected, like, some absolute hard-ass. And no, she's, like, absolutely the club's advocate. She is so sweet to them. And, ah, she was just a beacon. I really loved her, her personality and her character design. Because she looked completely different than everybody else. She seems very, very soft. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah, she's like this 50-year-old woman in this, like, uh, like, blouse and skirt. Mm-hmm. But she's just the most, like, she just seems like the, she, she would be the nicest p- p- person. Yeah. And she's super sweet, but she seems like she'd be very quiet. But she seems like mm-hmm. she knows, like, how to have a good, like, she knows what she likes and stuff and what she wants to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, so she's, wh- what did you think of her story? Cause she's kind of doing this for her grandfather. W- was it her grandfather or father? It was her father who had been principal of the school before, before and he had been, okay. you know, the principal while the previous incarnations of the eating club had like gotten to the championships and he loved it. And like had he was, seen their downfall. Too. Yeah, yeah. And he was always really proud of the team, and so she wanted to bring the team back up to success again, like, in her father's memory, which was very sweet. Yeah. She's just this this, this sweet little lady. <laughs> but she she's kind of funny because I think she knows how ridiculous it all sounds. <laughs> yeah. Which is part of why I love her character. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, I, I posted it on our Discord <laughs> chat. I think it would, that was the funniest page in yeah. the whole manga. <laughs> One of them, because there's some ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, but she will go to any length to kind of make her her dream of of like reinstating the the competitive eating club back into its former glory and Mm -hmm. one of the things she does is she buys them a flat screen tv (laughs) and a dvd player because they need to watch matches Mm -hmm. and like like study tape like a football team or basketball team might you know like so here's here's the team we're facing in round one see what they do here you know Mm -hmm. and the vice principal who is kind of like 
the hard ass like mm. n- not even like meaning to be like he's not like mean and like like oh i'm i'm the badass around here he's yeah. just like he's very much like by the books by the thing you know and mm-hmm. so he finds out that they have this tv and he busts in her office and is like what the hell is going on what <laughs> what is the meaning of this um and he's like what I, I heard they have a TV. Who said they could have a TV? Why did you give them a TV? And and <laughs> the next thing he says is, they could be watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, just, it's like, wait, what? Like, where, what? Why do you think they're watching porn? What makes you think that? <laughs> and 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 then, and then the principal asks, well. Well, don't you like porn? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, yeah, yes, some, sometimes, but that, that's, that's against, that, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that's, that's the kind of humor and how ridiculous this book is. Like it, it that had nothing to do with anything. But it, like yeah. that—that's I, I think that really, really made made us fall in love with the principal. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she's this nice, sweet woman, but I don't really care much about her. And then once you start to see all of these lengths, and then she's just like, but don't you yeah. like porn? <laughs> yeah, she's got a real wit to her. She's very yeah. smart. She is. <laughs> My smart. favorite joke in this series was. Just this little visual gag where somebody needs to Google something and they can't say Google. So instead the screen says Geagle. <laughs> yeah, they they do that a lot in, uh, in anime and manga and stuff. Oh, I love fake versions of, fake companies. of web searches. Yeah, yeah, I love a Geagle. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've seen like... Uh, <laughs> Sany instead of S- <laughs> Sony. <laughs> it's S A N Y. I've seen. I I think, uh, in reference, it. I mean, it wasn't a reference to Sh- Sh- Shrek, but I saw Farbucks. Farbucks. Yeah, in in one. I totally don't remember what it was, but that's that was really funny um was there anything else that kind of stood out about the principle or should we move on to something else move on to another character we we can move on we did spend a lot of time talking about a very minor part of this series yes (laughs) i mean it's that that's kind of what this whole series is i i mentioned Mm -hmm. that i i thought this it 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 was written very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think, yeah, and like, like stuff was just very shallow. I I felt like yeah, there was very few things that was like, oh, okay, that actually has some depth there and some mm-hmm. character growth. Um, but f- yeah, for the most part, I think the writing is not very good. I think it relies a lot on stereotypes to like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the like, 
here's the like badass ladies man that they all want to like <laughs> give their bento boxes yeah. to, you know, um, who like doesn't care about anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's. I don't know. Like, what did you feel about the writing? Like, on 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 a more serious note, like, mm-hmm. what was the writing like for you? What did you think? I've never been f- really familiar with like a sports manga or a sports anime, but as I was reading this, I'm like, this feels like exactly what that thing is. What I would expect, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was always completely what I expected, and it felt like just every archetype, every trope, every like classic plot hook, like the classic structure, like the like plot wise, they just laid a piece of tracing paper over like you know the hero's journey of sports manga. Yeah, and yeah, I. I could see that, and, like, I didn't really have a problem with it, partially because this is the first real time I'm getting involved with this genre. I don't mind that it's all, like, all the standard conventions, because, you know, I don't... You don't need to impress me right out the gate. Like, just the classic stuff is fine for me, the beginner. But I also... I I thought it was interesting. Like, Like, I wondered if the writer took all of the classic stuff, made it as ordinary as possible just to juxtapose it against the insane actual sport they are doing. Yeah, yeah, like, this is just there for just, like, the comedy juxtaposition. Like, the entire plot is the straight man to the concept he is working with. Yeah. So, when I was watching Initial D, I was watching it on this website, and in the comments... This was, like, I think season two or or three, and some guy was, like, rage-quitting watching the the Mm -hmm. show. He was done done with these. Like, this is so stupid. Um, Like, you, you, like, all sports, or the show is about this guy who, like, knows nothing about the sport, and, like, he's some prodigy, and then he starts to kind of know that he's kind of good, <laughs> and then when he sees someone else who's also really good, they can see their, like, their aura, like, oh, he's really good, I can tell just by looking <laughs> at him. Um, and, it, like, it's, he, he was just, ha- like, I don't think he got the kind of ridiculousness of the the whole thing it's like yeah mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of why it's funny like yeah <laughs> but someone else just r- r- replied welcome to sports mangas <laughs> <laughs> and i wonder if that's part of the draw for people like oh i just like seeing like a new filter laid over the same stuff i have seen before like i like i like the classic structure of a sports success story that's comforting to me it's just like audiovisual or you know literary comfort food and just throw a new sport on there and I, have it do all the same stuff and that's maybe what some of the audience is looking for yeah i i think whether or not people realize it i think everyone likes drama yeah uh, some people like watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette mm. or reality TV style, you know, mushy relationship, will they, won't they yeah, kind of yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> Whereas some other me. people like sports. And yeah. that's, it's, 
honestly the same thing. Will they? Won't they? Can they beat this? Yeah. Will the, t- will, 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 will the t- team stick to g- 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 stick together? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, ah, shit. I I remember in high school, uh, our star basketball player. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's in the NBA now. Mm. Um, I, I mean he he's not. He he was our star, but you know, in the NBA, he's like average, no one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he was our star player, and I think we made it to some like regional championship thing. And the night before, his girlfriend broke up with him. Oh. And that next day, he was just out of it, and we lost. And oh. every, and at like. And every, and everyone knew, it, and they all hated her because they, they, they oh. were just like, "What?" Like the night before, and that she had to like change her number and like do all because she was, you know, she was getting harassed. Oh. But it's like it's that kind of drama that I think mm-hmm. people really love. Like it, it, it doesn't matter if it's sports or some, you know, reality show. Like we're just like, will they? What? Like what's what's yeah. going to happen? Will they make yeah. it through? You know. Um, and so I, I think, yeah, despite how ridiculous this is, like, I noticed by volumes three and four, I was like, I'm actually kind of into this. Like, I yeah. kind of want to know what happens. I kind of want to see if they actually win. Like, I, I know they will, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, like, I want to see what happens. Like, yeah. how, how do they get there? And, like, I feel like a sports story can take, like, one of two diverging paths where, yes, the underdogs do succeed, they do win the championships, or they, like, lose, and it's, like, you know, the real success is the friends we made along the way, sort of. Yeah, that the life plot. lessons we yeah, learned. Yeah, so, you know, I think there's those two basic things, and you can't really tell at the beginning which one it's going to fall into yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did 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 you find the same thing? Like as you kept reading the book, did you start to get more into it? Yeah, yeah, especially because the original roster of guys that are in the team when the uh, when the story first starts are all like really generic, and then they when look like the same. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the things. Uh, one of the like problems I had with this book is that a lot of the characters looked very similar to each other, like. They might have a slightly different nose shape or a slightly different haircut, but yeah, there wasn't a lot of effort. Interesting start. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't a lot of effort put into making everybody look very distinct. And on one hand, I kind of like how realistic that is—that nobody has like crazy Yu-Gi-Oh hair or something. But I do wish it would have been a little easier to just wait. You're telling me that's not what everyone (laughs) in Japan looks like? (laughs) How dare they? they all had goku super saiyan hair (laughs) yeah you just step off the plane in tokyo and it's just sailor moon buns as far as the eye can see i wish that'd be awesome (laughs) i do like how like down to earth everything seemed in compared to how in comparison how crazy the sport is but i do wish like there had been more visual variety in the way everybody looked which you do kind of get with the second roster of teammates I did like them a lot better. Yeah, so that how did you feel about that? Having that whole first volume be kind of this this opening team and at the end of it they all quit. 
and then <laughs> volume two is when we actually meet all of the characters. It's kind of a bait and switch. Yeah. Right? Which I I liked because I wasn't attached to those first round of guys in the first place. It's like, oh, good, new people. Maybe I will like them better. And also that was kind of a a turn I wasn't expecting. Like, okay, yeah, all but one guy is gone. And now we have to replace these people. Yeah. It's... Like, I don't know. It's an interesting turn of events. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if I liked it, because it's it's it, it is one of those things where, as quick of a read each mm-hmm. volume was, I spent two hundred something yeah. pages yeah. <laughs> with these characters, and then you're telling me I'm never gonna see them again. <laughs> like, what, what was the point of that? that just skip ahead. To the, the, the thing where yeah. they've already quit and mm-hmm. they just brought on this new coach and he has to start from scratch. Yeah. Like, honestly, you could kind of pick up from volume two because mm-hmm. they, they do like that page or two recap mm-hmm. where it's like, they all just quit. What are we going to do? <laughs> I guess we have to start from scratch, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, like, I know where we're at. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of would have liked that better. Yeah. Yeah, I think Um, I would have liked it better also if they had just started with, okay, we've got, like, maybe one or two diehard people. Everybody else has fallen off the team because it's been so unsuccessful and, like, the administration isn't paying any attention to it. Now we really have to go out there and, like, collect new people that have promise but didn't think about this club to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, that, to me, that is part of the fun of, like, he's finding these people that, like, have never done competitive mm-hmm. eating before, but he's scouting them based on, like, their everyday actions and, like, yeah. how they compose themselves and stuff like that. Because he's like, I see talent in, in <laughs> you, or the way you did this, or, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's also one of those things, like, this is so ridiculous. Like, this is absolutely stupid. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's kind of fun to yeah. to see all of the strategy behind yeah. it. Um. Did did you have a favorite member of the team once they finally get the team together? Uh, I really like the girl with the glasses. I, I kind of like her too. Yeah, yeah. Just She's... eating every bento box in the tea ceremony club without shame. She She's kind of like the... Like, if this was in anime she'd be like the dark haired quiet weird girl maybe she's into like goth stuff and Mm -hmm. you know like she's into like ghosts and she wears all black and (laughs) she's a little more emo than everyone else you know Mm -hmm. um and so yeah we 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 haven't really gotten her story yet from what we read Mm -hmm. um but she was a lot of fun i liked her too, mm-hmm. she's she's also this like small like thinner yeah. girl, and then there's the scene yeah they're at the tea ceremony, mm-hmm. and they go back to go get their lunches, and they're like what 
who ate all of our lunches? This is terrible. Who would do such a thing? And then she's sitting there with like a like two things of rice like on the edge of her lip, and she licks them off. Is like, oops. She's kind of dark and mysterious. Yeah, I like her. I also liked the the obese kid with the pompadour. Also, just because the Elvis haircut. Yeah, yeah. Also, just because like the pompadour is something you see on cool people both in american media and in japanese media and i've never seen like the fat nerd get that same haircut well they they didn't really say when this was taking place or at least from what i could tell yeah that's something i've realized Um, too like i think that flat screen tv and dvd player is like the most modern technology you see and cell phones i think they use cell phones here and Mm. there but yeah Besides that, there's not much. I mean, there's cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to wonder, I was like, I wonder if this is, like, kind of around the time when Elvis was getting big. <laughs> I and, think... like, rock and roll and stuff. Like, I mean, we also haven't got his story yet. Yeah, I, I think that has just become, like... As from what I've been able to guess from a lot of different manga and anime, is that like that was just an aesthetic that like hit Japan, and I think kind of stuck around, or at least it has stuck around as like kind of a an archetype or a stereotype or a shorthand, yeah. like you know, was like. It... Hmm? Go ahead, keep, keep like, going. Like I feel like the classic image of the cool kid is Fonzie from way back in the day, sure. and like there's. We don't live in that time period anymore. Like, we don't have Fonzies anymore. But still, nowadays, if you want to have a cool kid, it is a leather jacket. It's not the same kind of leather jacket, but it's a leather jacket. And I feel like the pompadour has stuck around, like, in Japanese culture is part of the same reason. Yeah. Um, I was going to add, wasn't that kid poor? That was kind of the reason why he broke in. Well, I really wanted to learn more about him because what he says is that his mom makes him these big bento boxes for lunch. But, but she's, it's not enough. Yeah, but she no, but she got admitted to the hospital and his dad gave him money saying, here, go to the store and buy yourself a bento box. And like he couldn't get enough at the store. And so I don't oh, know okay. if it was like they're poor or like his dad just has no idea. Like preparing food for him was always the mom's job and the dad doesn't really sure. have a great gauge on, okay, this is how much I need to feed this boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was just, like, I don't know if they're poor or if the dad's just not paying attention or is just very stressed out. And, like, we didn't find out any more about, like, why was his mom in the hospital? Is this some serious illness? Right. Did she just have to go in for, like, a I'm routine? sure all of these things are yeah. going to come back up later on. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to learn more about him because, like, I felt a lot of sympathy for that kid. But, so, what I was wondering... And I'm probably looking way too deep into this <laughs> when I absolutely shouldn't be. I wonder if his character kind of mimics Elvis's story. How he was this kind of younger, poor mm. kid uh, who, like, couldn't afford his own guitar strap oh. and stuff, you, you know, and stuff like that. And then he ends up becoming this big success story, right? I guess we would just have to keep wait, keep reading and see if he eats any Elvis yeah. foods. If he chows down on, like, the peanut butter and banana and bacon sandwich. <laughs> yeah, they start introducing American food. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like, I, I was just wondering if that's like a visual cue of like, hey, he's supposed to be this poor kid, um, you know, who doesn't really have much ends, and so you know, by the end of the story, he's supposed to be this big success yeah i think the pompadour is like a shorthand for this is a cool kid or this is somebody really trying to be a cool kid well that's what it is (laughs) now right and i like i equate that with elvis Mm -hmm. right and so that's why i'm like oh like elvis what was his story oh he was kind of this poor kid who couldn't really afford all this Mm -hmm. stuff and then look at him you know down the road he became this huge star um, and, and so, yeah, I was just like, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> if that's what this guy is going to be. Um, a, a tiny... what did you think? Uh, what was that? No, I was just going to tell you this tiny little sidebar. There is a comedy anime called Excel Saga that is just a hundred. It. It's completely bonkers. It's completely off the wall. And there is an episode and like each episode was sort of a genre convention, like, this is our whole okay. beach episode episode, or this yeah. is our Mecca episode. The, the hot springs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's like a high school drama episode, and there is a character with a pompadour so large it sticks out like 12 feet from the top of his head, and he's just knocking it. stuff over with it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I just wanted just to like, throw huh? that out there, because like, <laughs> I, I never in my life get enough chances to talk about the guy from Excel Saga with the giant pompadour. <laughs> the man with the, with the large pompadour. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like that's spending for like. I guess that's the the thing, right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if competitive eating clubs are a real thing or not. Maybe yeah. they are, and they just aren't as big as this Mm -hmm. manga is making them out to be or maybe they don't exist and this is all just good (laughs) stupid fun um but like i i okay where was i going with that um like i'm i have no idea where i was going with that (laughs) i completely lost my train of thought uh what did you think i oh okay so here's here's what i was Mm -hmm. gonna say as much as I wanted to know about the other characters and stuff, and Pompadour Man, and <laughs> Emo Girl, mm-hmm. um, I like, at the same time, this whole competitive eating club thing is so foreign to me that they do kind of have to, like, spend time explaining that, too. Yeah. And so I, I think that's part of why I felt this book was so shallow and mm-hmm. these characters didn't have much. Um, after reading four volumes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we have to learn about this whole culture and how the matches work of this competitive eating club. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, did did that bother you at all that we didn't that we we had to get kind of these info dumps about <laughs> like how these matches worked and stuff like that. Or did you think it was kind of woven into the story well, well, well enough? I don't know, because mostly I was just excited to learn about this stuff. Like, this was an info dump that, like, I really needed. Like, I wanted to read. Like, part of the draw of picking this comic is, oh, this is a sport I know nothing about. Well, 
to be fair, I know nothing about any sports, so I probably would have needed <laughs> as much information if we'd done like the track and field one or the volleyball one you also pitched. But right. yeah, I was just I was ex- I was looking forward to info. I wanted like real background context for what was going on. So if it was kind of slapdash added in there, I wasn't really paying attention to. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh boy, okay. I'm glad it's here. I I bet you liked the scenes then when uh, the the one dude who the girls make all the bento boxes for when he goes to do his own research and he's like looking in encyclopedias and like old championship books. I love that. Competitive eating fact number twenty. 12 like <laughs> section one you, you know all eaters must do you know x y and z yeah and it just has these like info dump little captions of like that's what he's reading mm-hmm. and i love he just wandered into just a used bookstore and like picked it up right off the shelf yeah. like chow down championships trivia record book volume 12 <laughs> like it's just yeah. there he just picks a random one <laughs> That was funny. Because, yeah, like, I, it's, again, as as we've mentioned, it's so ridiculous that I want to know, like, yeah. all of this stuff. So I kind of don't mind the, uh, like, the info dumps and just these large, like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is how you do a match and stuff yeah. like that. But at the same time, I think they tried to mix it in the story mm-hmm. as much as they could. Or, you know, get a character into a situation where it's like, okay, now the coach is going to have to step in and kind of explain, like, okay, well, in a normal match, that's not how it it would work. Uh, You know, there's the one scene where uh, they do, I guess, I, I think it was in that first volume, and the team does that exhibition match, and they, like, after they leave they look at how much crumbs were on mm-hmm. the floor mm-hmm. and stuff like that and like in a real match they would have lost you know? <laughs> all that stuff um so like i like i i feel i feel like as we got all those info dumps though it was just kind of r- r- random facts mm-hmm. it didn't be like okay uh Teams are made up of like five or m- m- more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually only face one team, and like they they didn't actually sit down to explain it yet. So I still feel like after four volumes, I still mm-hmm. don't know exactly how all of this works. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I am looking forward to seeing an actual competition all put together, like from beginning to end. Like, how does this whole thing work? It's especially when they started introducing the tricks when they started like watching the tape of the team that they're gonna face in the first round Mm -hmm. there was the thing where they were eating something that looked like spring rolls or egg rolls i don't remember exactly what it is but it's this like wrapped almost dumpling pastry kind of thing it's a tubular food yeah and the guy psychs out his opponent yeah. to make him think he's eating super fast yeah. by, like, looking like he's shoving the whole thing in his mouth. And then as he bites d- 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 down, he pulls it out so he mm. doesn't actually eat as much of it as you think he is. Yeah. 
And, and yeah, it, like, psychs out his opponent. Like, oh, man, he's eating super fast. Now I have to catch up. Mm-hmm. And then he starts eating e- 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 fast. And that's what gets him tired out. And he's like, oh, I can't eat anymore. <laughs> um, so, like, that is also kind of a big trope of yeah. sports mangas from what I understand is that there are these tricks or these, yeah. like, psychological, like, things like oh he's you know he's doing this Mm -hmm. one thing how does he do that like in uh in initial d which is all about street racing or like if you've seen fast and the furious tokyo drift it's kind of that that same thing um and there's this the main character knows nothing about it but just kind of naturally knows all of this stuff. <laughs> and he's drifting around this corner, but he's doing it at these incredible speeds that you shouldn't be able to mm-hmm. do it at. And so everyone is like, how is he doing this? What in the world? You know? And what they don't know is that he's hooking his his front tire on the ins like, I, I guess the roads in Japan, instead of having curves that go up, the road is lifted up, or like there's ditches on the outside to like drain the water off. Okay. And so he's hooking his tire in that ditch, like on the inside of that curb, and that's what oh. ke- keeps his car on the inside and not like you know because sin sin sin. Centripetal force will move the <laughs> object, on, you know, to the outside. Like he should be drifting away f- from the curb, mm-hmm. but he hugs it so tightly. And w- once they figure it out, they're like, "Oh, that's how he's doing it. That's so smart," you know. And so it's it's these like weird psychological t- tricks that I also yeah. love about the sports manga stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think even as stock. And as formulaic as a story might be, you are going to find neat little surprises like that when it's a sport you know nothing about. Like, oh, I can I yeah. can figure out there is some sort of, oh, we're going up against that team and that team is renowned for their trick. Like, I have no idea what the trick itself is going to be. And so, like, yeah. that surprise is enough for me. Yeah. And 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 then it's it's fascinating to see them in work or like like oh he's doing this one and then he goes into this combo and then he's you know like how is he gonna combat that yeah um yeah i'm i'm guessing in the next like volume five or six is when you get to see that first like official Mm -hmm. match um unfortunately we did not read that far but uh yeah yeah it was some some interesting stuff going on there what did you think about all of the food? Because it's not until, like, at the end of Volume 4 that you see some burgers. Before that, it is entirely, like, yeah. Japanese and Japanese nearby food. Asian-cultured food that was all completely... Like, I know ramen, I know gyoza, but a lot of it was brand new to me, and that was really fun to learn about. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I've I've heard some of the names of the different noodles mm-hmm. and stuff. I've seen... Uh, that like ramen shoot where they send it down the like bamboo shoot. I've thing. never I've heard seen of that stuff thing. like that. <gasps> um, 
it was interesting the way they did it. That was it was again just completely ridiculous yes. what they did. So they they almost have this like rocky montage of them, <laughs> like or, or like they could have had th- th- this rocky montage of them training at this Buddhist temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they they train themselves for competitive eating, which is also one of the most ridiculous things. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the idea that you need to like stretch your stomach out and keep it at a certain length. Like if, if you know you're going to eat a big meal, you're not supposed to like f- fast mm-hmm. beforehand. You're supposed to like eat more big me- 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 meals beforehand. Um, but they go to this Buddhist temple and it's it's they get brought out to this like waterfall and they're like what are we doing here at this little waterfall this is stupid (laughs) um and then yeah he explains it and it's like yeah it's basically one of those bamboo shoots like you've seen the like noodles flowing down the bamboo shoot things that's what this is and it's this giant waterfall of noodles Mm -hmm. and it is the most ridiculous thing ever Uh uh-huh like, what did you think of that whole thing of them going to the temple and, like, prepare, like, they're about to do their training? You still with me there? Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. You cut out for, like, a second. What were you saying? Uh, what did you think of the, the whole idea of them going to the temple and training and doing all that stuff there, like? Did, did you like that scene? Yeah, yeah, that all made sense to me. Like, this seemed like a natural progression. But yeah, just the absolute insanity of... We have completely scrubbed and sterilized a rock waterfall. And we only use filtered water. And we are going to send noodles down this waterfall into a pond. And you're going to get in there with big rubber waders. And you are just going to eat out of the pond? That was, yeah. the, oh, that was so large. It was so larger than life and in like a way much stronger than I think anything else in the manga had been. I mean, there's some really incredible lines. Like half the notes I wrote down, you know, for the story were just some of the lines like um, the cool guy, like the ladies man, like punching some guy and shouting, show that Binto some respect. Like the dialogue (laughs) is super over the top, but this was the first like plot element that was also completely (laughs) fantastical and i yeah i really enjoyed it i thought i thought that was cool like i don't (laughs) i don't know if that's like a definite break in the realm of the story or if this is only a sign of more to come and it just gets crazier and crazier as we keep reading but no i like that a lot tropes of sports manga keep up it's gonna get more and more ridiculous (laughs) yeah um yeah who who like yeah it's just it's kind of the like it almost started to go into the realm of like kung fu stuff and the of this oh, idea of like yes. we're at yes. this like this temple training your mind your body and your soul mm-hmm. and they take that really seriously right they're mm-hmm. they're training with these tibetan monks and yeah you know but they're eating they're doing competitive eating. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's great. I love it. 
Um, and it is so easily something you could train for in your own home. But no, we all have to take our entire school break and go train at this temple. Yeah, it's like they're, they're like two-week vacation yeah. between semesters or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that that, that was that, that was strange, and yeah, that that was the first t- t- time that we saw something that wasn't strictly Japanese food. Yeah, um, when those burgers see the show up, burgers show up, yeah. which was kind of a weird thing because they're supposedly at this temple. Kind of, I mean, I guess it's it's obviously not super far from the city, which is why we see the burgers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, but. It's, like, I would have expected to see the burgers in school yeah. rather than, like, when they're at the temple. Yeah, and, like, the little like village surrounding the temple where, like, the rival yeah. team has to stay until they get their, like, towards the end of the week, like, two-day block there at the temple. Like, the temple has yeah. to be scheduled. This isn't, like, a secret thing that the coach knows. Like, apparently a lot of competitive it's, eating teams it's know. It's a rite of passage yeah, yeah. is what they say. Everybody has to go to this temple, and the main high school, like, scheduled a whole week, and the rival high school is like, oh, dang, we have to hang around here and wait until we get our two days. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> This manga is so much fun. It is. It is. Um, and I learned a lot. Like Yeah, like one of the things, because you, you asked me about the food and I still haven't <laughs> really answered. Um, but that was kind of one of the things I like learned or was wondering, mm-hmm. right, is, is like how does all of this different food like factor in? Because yeah. they, they asked the monk, like, what was the hardest eating challenge you ever did and he says steak yeah and it's like okay that kind of makes sense like meat is heavier mm-hmm. it, like it especially like thick red meat like yeah. steak like that takes a while for your body to process it um but even stuff like rice like the amount of rice that they eat like rice fills you up because mm-hmm. it's kind of like bread that when it gets wet it expands oh yeah which is like they they didn't mention it explicitly but they did say yeah this one dude who was eating like all these rice bowls could only eat 12 of them because Mm -hmm. he drank water too fast yeah yeah um and and so yeah like i'm wondering how all these different foods like what their techniques are like i'm still i'm still fascinated to learn about all that stuff because have have you ever watched those like hot dog eating contests and stuff that they have uh i've seen the movie stand by me where there's that pie (laughs) eating scene but that's it sure (laughs) (laughs) um there so i think it's on I think it used to be on Spike TV. Maybe it's on ESPN because, you know, Mm -hmm. sports, competitive eating. Um, But they have this, like, annual hot dog eating contest, I think, think at the start of the summer. So it might have just happened. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, like, like, people from around the world compete in this 
international Mm -hmm. hot dog eating contest and it's literally just plain hot dogs in buns Mm -hmm. and they have water and lemonade Mm -hmm. and that's it and they have to eat as many as they can in 10 minutes um and they they get they they end up eating like 30 of them it's ridiculous (sighs) and they so yeah i mean like you would think you just like eat it and then when you're thirsty you take a sip but these guys have all of these like wild tactics of like okay i'm gonna take the hot dog out of the bun i'm gonna eat the hot dog by itself i'm gonna dip my bun in the water so it's it's soggy and it you know it can i I don't have to chew it yeah and so yeah they like stuff this like soggy bun in their mouth and swallow it and it's just like this is it's disgusting Mm -hmm. but it's it's fascinating to watch yeah like these are the real life hacks for something you don't need to do <laughs> like you didn't need to develop this science Probably but shouldn't like do but like i guess good on you that you did figure it out like i don't i i don't share your same goals but it's good that you have one and you figured out a lot of new and inventive strategies yeah. to achieve that goal like i like the inventiveness of competitive eating as a concept yeah so what what would you like, was there stuff that, about this book? We kind of mentioned some things that we didn't think it was written too, mm-hmm. too well. What were some of the things you didn't like about this book <gasps> or um, you thought they could have done better? Uh, definitely, like, a lot of the characters were drawn too similarly to each other. And, like, yeah. there's so many goons in this book. Just, like... Every <laughs> it's a good word for him. Yeah, like the, ind- the fucking goons. Every rival is just like a pile of like very similar looking goons, and the high school's full of goons. <laughs> and... uh, yeah, I just would have liked a lot more like visual diversity among the characters, and just that they had like just like a little bit more personality. Like out of that first roster of guys, like w- uh-huh. one of them has glasses. And all of them are in different grades in school, but, like, there's no, there's nothing that sets any of them apart. Like, oh, you know, that guy, he loves models. He's always making a model Gundam. Like, none of them had, like, anything about their personality. Or, like, that guy's sleepy. Or, that guy's allergic. He's always sniffling. How can he eat when his nose is stuffed up? Like, there's nothing. There's no hook to grab onto with the original roster of guys. And it gets better with the second roster. But, yeah, I just wish there was more, like... Yeah, so... I was just gonna say, like... Yeah, it it gets better better with that second team mm-hmm. and all their rivals also are these like they all kind of look the same yeah. these goons as <laughs> as 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 you put it yeah but i i think at the same t- time that kind of helps it mm-hmm. as well because if everyone looks the same except for like the main team that you're supposed to focus on they stand out mm-hmm. right um, which still, like, we don't know much about them, so they're kind of cardboard cutouts. Yeah. But um, hopefully we get more of their story down down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, the stock characters, like, I can see why it was used. Like, you know, every sports story is essentially the same. We are just sort of stretching a new sports skin over the same tent poles that have always been there. Everybody's just a pole of some kind. 
And then, like, you know, it's the fabric of the tent yeah. that makes it different, I guess, in this weird metaphor. And, so, and then, like, it was fine for me to start out with, but if I went through and read this entire series and we were at the end just as we are now, like, here in the middle, I think I'd be kind of disappointed if nobody ended up turning out to have any layers like that. Like, I'm, I kind of get why they don't have a lot of layers to begin with, but I don't want them to s- plateau. I don't want them to stay at that level the entire time. Yeah. I want to know I, like what the real stakes are for everybody to win this competition yeah. besides like high school pride. Like, oh, does, you know, is the prize money, does like the Pompadour kid want to win the prize money to like take home to his sick mom? You know, what are right. the girl's goals? Does she want to go to college? What kind of job does she want to go into? Like, I need more of that at some point. Yeah. Um, I, on, on one hand, I kind of would have liked a lot more detail but Mm -hmm. at the same time that would have made it go a lot slower and we we read four volumes and they haven't done an official match yet yeah you know what i mean like that's even that's like okay for as fast as this manga moved along and as quick of a read as it was Mm -hmm. like i kind of wanted to see an official match yeah and like have it explained a little bit more um, and like maybe that's something that they could have done at the, in the first volume somehow mm-hmm. is so, like because we did get to see that original team, but even then, like they they were doing this like exhibition thing yeah. at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I like I I just I I wish I knew more about the actual sport than what we know at the end of four volumes yeah Um, and especially in sports mangas you mentioned this kind of idea of like we're stretching the same skin or like this this, you know this the the same story over a different sport yeah each each time Mm -hmm. and that makes a lot of sense and i think that's why um especially in sports mangas the characters really 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 need to be strong Mm -hmm. because if they're not strong then it just ends up being this generic story that you can get 50 other places Mm -hmm. right um so yeah like i i kind of wished we knew more about the characters by now Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of my big critique it's it's a fine line to walk it's definitely hard to find that balance Mm -hmm. of like we need to give these characters time but there's also this sport that we don't really know the culture of or the you know how it actually works and they all need equal screen time yeah yeah page page time (laughs) for all we know this is maybe like the competitive eating challenge sports manga for beginners and out there there's like one that presumes you know a lot more about the sport to begin with and it's less exposition and it is more character development potentially yeah um so let's see i'm looking battles i'm looking i can't find much information about this online Hmm. seems like it's a fairly new yeah i think i looked it up and i was surprised to see it was published in like 2013 2013 yep yeah because it feels kind of it's like the art is very 
sort of timeless. Like the art doesn't speak to any particular style or time period or aesthetic to me, really. Maybe it would if I knew more a lot about manga. Yeah. I mean, manga is kind of one of those things where it's like uh, a lot, like it's usually one person that does Mm -hmm. all of the, well, yes and no. Like they come up at least with the character designs and this is how they should look. And maybe they have an an assistant or two to actually help them, you know, get the pages Mm -hmm. done. But um, yeah, it's usually one person writing and drawing it. And to varying degrees of skill Mm -hmm. at both of them. Yeah. Right? Um, So yeah, like if, if you're looking for a sports manga... I think this is a very fun one to start out yeah, with just yeah. because of how ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think will kind of broach the idea that, yeah, there is going to be this k- 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 kind of ridiculous drama. You better respect that bento box, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> and just like like how serious they take stuff. And it, it seems kind of over the top. Um, but if you can kind of get past that, then, you know, uh, I, I, I think you'll end up having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I definitely had a lot of fun with this. It's a very quick read. It's just light yeah. and amusing. I had a good time. I think I would recommend it to somebody else. Less is like a great story and more is just like a fun experience where you learn something yeah, new. Yeah, it's more of a fun experience mm-hmm. than like hey this is actually a good book yeah. <laughs> um so yeah yeah I, I i don't know i think there's six volumes out mm-hmm. on comiXology unlimited um we only read the first four but uh yeah i think i think that may wrap us up there we kind of j- j- just said our last final mm-hmm. thoughts do you have anything else though uh, just that as I was reading this book and it's giving you so many little footnotes explaining like what all these different Japanese dishes are, I spent a lot of time thinking about what if there are American comics that are sent to Japan and it's full of footnotes about our food? Like, you know, Barry Allen goes to Taco Bell and there's a little asterisk at the bottom saying, fourth meal is a Taco Bell invention of a meal you eat late at night after dinner. <laughs> that would be so great. I really want to see I'm... something like that someday. And then, and then you see uh, one of the ho- hobbits there. But what about second breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I, <laughs> I'm sure that happens all, all, all the time. But yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. I, 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 I think, I think, out of all of the things we've read or watched mm-hmm. on the Whatnots review show or the previous incarnation mm-hmm. as the Whatnots, I think this is maybe the most fun yes. I've had reading or watching mm-hmm. something. Um, like there are, are are things that were a million times like it like were a million times better written. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sentence was very poorly constructed, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm sure someone else out there could write it a million times better than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, like, just, like, stuff 
I'm interested in. Like, there's there's so much more out there. Like, this is not something I'm typically interested in. I kind of want to dip my toes yeah. in and see. But it was, it was a good surprise. Yeah, this was something brand new to me, and I am glad I went for this new experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. It was fun. It was fun. So, okay, are we I ready for? I read the last two. Hmm? So real quick before we do pitches, okay. I read the last two vo- vo- volumes of this yesterday uh-huh, yeah and i went to chili's uh-huh. uh, to go sit down and and eat uh i was hoping to go to panda express but panda express was closed what? um yeah it was dumb uh so i ended up going to chili's and chili's is just you know it's kind of an average r- r- restaurant mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i'm like sitting there eating food as they're like <laughs> so I I I had their like chicken bacon ranch quesadillas and they, it's huge. <gasps> and then I got a molten chocolate <gasps> cake after, <gasps> and I I had like three cups of soda and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, so I was just like, man, I am I am sure eating a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This really put me in the mood for like. There's no Japanese restaurant in my immediate vicinity, but there is a really good Thai place. So I did go to the Thai place last night and have like there you go. a giant pile of pad thai. And it was really good. If nothing else, yeah. this book will inspire you to go get some good food and just chow down. Yeah, the food is illustrated <laughs> beautifully. Beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's like Final Fantasy 15 level like food. If 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 you're a gamer and you've played that game you know how well the food is, is rendered in that game mm-hmm. it's ridiculous um but yeah that's it for now mm-hmm. i believe uh we are about to pick and decide what we are gonna do for next week stick around and see melissa it is your turn to pitch all of this stuff okay what do you got for me so lately my picks have been very movie heavy so this week i have yes. two tv shows and one television mini series trying Ooh. to balance that out and so our next episode uh we will re- we will be recording on july 8th so to sort of stay loosely on theme with the fourth of july pitch number one okay. is american gods Ooh. yeah this is the Stars series, I believe, aired last year, based on the novel by mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman, de- uh, developed by Brian Fuller, who's the guy who did Pushing Daisies and Hannibal and lots of neat stuff. And it is about uh, Shadow Moon, who meets a strange man named Mr. Wednesday after being released from prison, and he soon becomes embroiled in a large-scale conflict between the old gods and the new gods, who grow stronger each day. Sounds good to me. And I know there's... I've hmm? heard it's it's kind of like all of the gods out there are real yeah. and exist, but there's these new, like, American g- gods yeah. that show up and are kind of taken over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what I've heard. I don't know how accurate that is, yeah, but... Yeah, I think it's something like that, and I've read some game in books. I've not read this one. I wanted to check out the TV series first so that I wouldn't be caught yes. in that, like comparison trap because i don't like to be there when i'm comparing something to the book it's based off of so yeah i i like to read the original 
first. I'm all about that. Like, I I will go back and read it first. Usually, if I can. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that's pitch number one, yeah. American Gods, the TV show. Yeah, and that is eight episodes. Uh, and you can find it on Amazon Prime. I think there might be cool. some way where you, like, get, like, a stars trial and you can watch it for free for a week and i found it uh yeah on dvd at my local video store which i know is an go. archaic luxury not everyone has <laughs> <laughs> and then pitch number two uh recently on our latest episode of the captain's log well the latest one yes. we recorded i was telling you about how i love live theater and recently i went to see a production of the whiz and that reminded me of the 2007 sci-fi channel miniseries tin man do you remember this? I do remember that. Yeah. Is is it is Joss Whedon somehow re- involved in that? What am I thinking of? I, you're making a face. No, I don't know what you're thinking of because I don't <laughs> think he's involved at all. No. Okay. I then I have like for some weird reason I was like I think maybe he's involved. I don't know. I think like somehow. this was also the year of like Dollhouse and. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, so maybe your brain just laid all those things over each other? Maybe. Yeah, I I don't know what you're thinking about. I'm sorry. Tell me about Tin Man, then. Tin Man was a uh, miniseries that aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. It is three 90-minute episodes. It stars Zoe Deschanel, Alan Cumming, and some other people. And... Zoe Deschanel, that's who it is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we all mix up Zoe and Joss. Good one, Kyle. Yeah. The miniseries is a continuation of the classic story, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, with science fiction and fantasy elements added in. It focuses on the adventures of a small-town waitress... Wait. Hmm? So, The Wizard of Oz wasn't sci-fi or fantasy <laughs> to begin with? <laughs> to be fair, I... I copied this text out of Wikipedia, and it says it adds additional fantasy elements. So, but yeah, okay. this is like a full sci-fi Wizard of Oz. Uh, it focuses on the adventures of a small-town waitress named D.G., who is pulled into the magical realm mm. called the O.Z., ruled by the tyrannical sorceress Azcadelia. Together with her companions Glitch, Raw, and Kane, D.G. journeys to uncover her lost memories, find her true parents, and foil Azcadelia's plot to trap the O.Z. in eternal darkness. So yeah, it is... What was... Th- what was that <laughs> children's show? Yo Gabba Gabba! <laughs> This sounds like a Yo Gabba Gabba version of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's so it's so sci-fi. It's so edgy. And I remember thinking it was cool when I was 17. And I'm really intrigued to find out like how this thing has aged and what I think of it now a decade later. Okay. Yep, and in- that is in- on... Interesting. Uh, That's Tin yeah. Man. Yeah, and that is on Amazon Prime. And then... Awesome. The- third pitch is something i have no familiarity with this is the amc tv series into the badlands oh yeah yes i have seen season one of this oh okay that's what i was going to pitch because um amc is a channel that's on tv a lot when like i'm at my parents house or it'll be on at my gym because they show a lot of movies and i keep seeing commercials for into the badlands and it looks like such a visually dazzling show like very brightly colored the logo is like a butterfly or something made out of like neon dyed like weapons all collaged together like it looks pretty 
and I've never heard anybody talk about it. And I and I can't get a great handle on the plot just from these commercials. So I really want to know what is this thing. And so I didn't look into it a lot because I wanted to go in kind of blind. And so I just picked up from Wikipedia. It is an American television series that premiered on AMC in 2015. The series features a story about a warrior and a young boy who journey through a dangerous feudal land together seeking enlightenment. It seems like it's got kind of like a a kung fu, like really heightened it like kung fu vibe to it. It is much kung fu, very mm-hmm. much so. Yeah. Like almost like post-apocalyptic <laughs> kung fu. Which isn't something I would normally go for, but I'm so intrigued by the visuals of this show. And I, I, I'm just tired of not knowing what it is when I keep seeing these commercials. So season okay. one is six episodes and that is on Netflix. Hmm. I'm thinking either American Gods or Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Let's see. American Gods was eight episodes, you said? Yeah, that one is, is that eight c- episodes. Correct. Okay. And Into the Badlands is six. Um. Let's do... Let's do American Gods. Awesome! That'll be really fun to watch this week of the 4th of July. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the most 4th of July <laughs> one out of the three. Yeah. Even though they're not, none of them are really 4th of July. No. Like, if you had if you had p- p- pitched, like, the, p- the Patriot <laughs> or... Independence <laughs> Day you know. and, I don't know, the Music Man. Yeah, something like that. It's like, oh, okay. Yay, America. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do American Gods. I've been wanting to to read that and watch it. I think I have the book on my Amazon wish list. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I kind of want to read that someday. Yeah. Maybe one day my mom will buy me a book. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because I've, I've heard good things about the show but I, I don't know i i don't i don't know anything about the story uh it's neil gaiman people really like neil gaiman mm-hmm. so yeah i think it'll be good yeah yeah good stuff i think we'll have plenty to talk about next week for sure uh cool well thank you guys so much for joining us today uh if you were on the live stream thank you uh, you guys can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. But you don't even need to go there to to watch our live streams. You can go to the whatnots.com slash live streams anytime we are live making a show. Uh, it's every Sunday at noon Eastern time. We will be here recording new episodes of the Whatnots Review Show. But hey, if you can't make the live stream, that is A-OK because... We will put this episode up early uh, if you support us on Patreon for just a dollar. Um, you guys can get all our episodes early, which we just started up the Captain's Log again. So mm-hmm. we have two weekly shows going now. So that means if you give us a dollar, you get eight episodes a month, maybe nine or ten, depending on if we do uh, episodes of the Reactor Core. Mm-hmm. And you get all of those 
early. That's like pennies for an episode that we do. So if you like what we do here, if you like this, uh, if you like any of our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots, uh, and that is where you can support us for just a buck. Uh, but if you don't mm. want to give us your hard-earned cash, we totally understand. Um, and we just want you guys to enjoy this show and have a good time. Uh, you guys can at least tell a friend or re- retweet our episodes or tweet about them. Uh, like us on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, wherever you guys can find us. And I think that is it. Next week we are doing the American Gods TV show season one. Mm -hmm. So go watch that with us. Follow along. Join us at the live stream. I guess I forgot to mention that if you don't support us Mm -hmm. on Patreon, or if you do, uh, and you miss the live stream, uh, this will be up as a podcast and on YouTube the following week. Um that being said, I think that is pretty much everything. I'm, we're hoping to get video. Uh, I mean, this goes up on YouTube, so technically it's a video mm-hmm. that's on there. Uh, but we've been experimenting with our cameras. Yeah. So we've had them on for the live stream. I haven't found the right settings, I don't think, yet. So I'm going to see what happened with this one. Uh, and hopefully I'm going to keep tinkering around with that because if we can have our cameras on the whole time, sweet. Yeah. You guys can see us reacting to all of the stuff, and it'll be a lot more interesting to look at mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, so hope- hopefully we figure that stuff out soon. Uh, that being said, last bit of housekeeping. Uh, all of our podcasts have their own separate RSS feed, mm-hmm. meaning if you only want to subscribe to the Whatnots Review Show – on iTunes, uh, you only you, you can only subscribe to that one if you want to, um, or uh, if you want to subscribe to the Captain's Log, you can do that one. Uh, as many shows as you want f- from us, you can subscribe to. The thing is, it's having a little bit of issues right now, uh, so not all of the episodes are showing up in the proper thing. However, we still have our master feed up there. If you search the whatnots in iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you have, all of our stuff will will pop up. Um, But the one that is like the whatnots, that is our master feed. And all the episodes go up there and they are working fine just on that one. Um, The plan is to get rid of that one and hide it. So you guys will have to uh, subscribe to each of the shows individually, but we're running into some trouble. So be aware of that. Uh, we're working on that to fix it. We will let you guys know when everything is good to go and squared away. That being said, I've been talking way too long, <laughs> and you guys aren't going to remember any of this information. Uh, next week, American Gods uh, Season 1. My name is Kyle Springer. Melissa, thank you for joining me. Where can they find you? I am on Twitter at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Sweet. And you guys can yell at me on the internet at Hush315 on Twitter. And you can follow The Whatnots on Twitter at The Whatnots for updates on all of our shows. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been The Whatnots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.